one of the big things that I had to do to to really fix my relationship with, with I'll just say my parents because that was a relationship that was that was really bad. Like me and my my dad, we were yelling, we were screaming at each other. My my mum, same with my mum, but especially me and my dad, uh, we really fell out. We didn't talk for a couple months, like at all. Um, the one thing I found that was super super important in in reestablishing that relationship, and and this is often good for most relationships, but definitely for family is you have to let go of your pride. Hey guys, welcome back to the 5,000 Week Journey podcast. It's a pleasure to have you today. I'm Colby and with me we have Blake and Ayrton. How are you doing today, guys? I'm good doing... <laughs> <laughs> me first. Okay, I'm doing good. <laughs> so we literally right. just spoke at the exact same time. I'm good, bro. That's yeah, so funny. yeah. How are you? That's been great. I am sensational. In fact, I, I actually hear that today uh, something pretty awesome actually happened for you, Edton. Both of you. One of you's lost something. One of you's gained something. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. I uh, not heard I'm, I'm 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 going to be a father of a new car. Of a new car. Now I'm getting a Jeep. We bought a Jeep. Bought a Jeep. Yeah, yeah great fa- cars. Father of a Jeep. So don't hold back. Don't hold so back. I've been seeing the ads for months and. Been speaking to me, and then uh, Colby has lost a car. Yeah, well, uh, this was a pretty funny thing. Um, I had a car. I decided I was done with the car, and then uh, I sold the car unregistered for more than I bought it for registered. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so yeah, they paid the, for your fuel. Yeah. Well, the reason why it's unregistered is because I, I just forgot about it. I just forgot about the car. And then you sold it. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh. So, so are you confessing to a crime? Is no. this confession? <laughs> is this a confession? <laughs> no. Is it a no. crime? It's not a crime, no. is it? No. Some of your 5,000 weeks might be in jail mm. if, uh, uh, yeah. or in the magistrate court. Yeah. This is my 5,000 week journey through prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, not um, registering a car. But anyway, so the topic at hand today, fellas, um, the topic that we're going to chat about is family everything. So, well, let's, uh, let's go around the table and ask. Let's say, uh, Edton, what do you think? <laughs> no. No? All right. We can explain. I don't have an answer to that right now. Fair enough. We'll get back to it. And Blake, what <laughs> well, do you think? My answer is no, because I don't believe anything is everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's, there's nothing in life where it can be like everything. Because if that's your everything, then everything else is nothing. I suppose that's true. But the, the question- it, It's a massive part of my life yeah. and it's a very important part of my life. But it's not like be all and end all because it's like, what if- my family exactly. turns out to be a murderer. I, I or don't like think a criminal. I or don't like think the would statement. You still love them? I don't think the family. The statement "family is everything" is is literal. I don't think it means family is everything. I think the saying just means family is extremely important. No, because then the saying would be "is family extremely important?" Because yeah. it's like a. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's like, is family everything? Because that I feel like it's just putting a lot of connotations onto that to be like that. Nothing else matters in life except family, which to a point that is true, but there also are other important things and other good things in life. I mean, yeah. And what do you define I mean, as? I mean, and what do you define as I mean, family as well? I mean, we're like, like by that. <laughs> it's actually, a little. It's a little too literal, I think. Actually, what do you define as family? Because, like, in my head, I'm thinking just blood. They're saying, but are the you saying, talking the saying about is just like, talking about like blood. The us saying, right now. Like no, like we're friends. We're, we're brothers, but the, the the saying is just talking about family, family, like blood, uh, or, yeah. or at least what fits into your blood circle. The main reason I say no is because it's like, what if it's a kid that grows up with, you know, no parents? Or what if it a kid's? What if it's a kid that, you well, know, has terrible parents that are drug addicts, and then they, you know, once they're eighteen, they're out of the house and disregard. If they have that value of family as everything, then that 
you know, their life's kind of ruined if they have that mental attitude. The family's big, important. Like family could become important for them because they didn't have family growing yeah, up. Yeah, that, that's the thing is that like pa- Actually, yeah, children who have problems with their parents very often develop psychological issues surrounding that because there's that sense of hollowness and that lack of fulfillment. Mm. Everyone, everyone wants... Everyone wants deep down to have a good relationship with their family, and there's always that kind of, um, there's always that emptiness. Like people who who had you know terrible relationship with their parents, uh, even if like especially if their parents you know were, were super bad or, or whatever like that, it it's always it can, they carry it with them, and so they go into their life and they've always got this baggage about mm. the relationship they have with their parents, and you know trying to make peace with it. That's why you know making peace with your family and stuff like that always comes up as like topics, um, because it is so so important to to you and your family to have those relationships or if you can't have those relationships at least somewhat be at peace with them but but you know everyone wants to have a good relationship with their for, for me the best way i can talk yeah, about yeah what's it your answer like, yeah so yes? i mean i don't take his family everything lit- literally I, I think that's that's the silly way of looking at it i i don't go oh family is everything nothing else matters if nothing else mattered i wouldn't be here um, I, I'd just be at home with my parents. We're not your family. Going like, oh, We're not your family? Mum and dad, you're, you're everything to me. <laughs> um, but no, it's, I think family's super, super, super important. I think it's, it's everything in the sense that it's not something that you can ignore. It's not something that you can just be like, oh, I have a crappy relationship with my family. Uh, that's totally fine. Deep, deep down, people, people say that, but no one really feels that way. Because mm. I, I had a really bad relationship Ooh. with my parents for a yeah. while. Um, and there was a real, like, there's a hole there. It really felt unfulfilling. And, and at the moment, in this very moment, if I can talk about now, I have an amazing relationship with my parents, but I don't have a great relationship with my sisters. It's not bad. We're just, we have no connection. And so I've been trying to bring that connection there because I feel that. I feel like I'm, like, they're my family. They're my mm. sisters. They're my kin. They're my blood. Uh, you know, I've got my sister, um, you know, my sister, one is in Canberra, one's in New Zealand. And, you know, as much as a, a try and chat here and there, we just don't have that connection. And I kind of feel a bit hollow because of that. There's mm. a hole there. And so for me, I've been trying to fix that. And th- there's that thing is that in your subconscious, you know, if a friend disappears and they vanish, um, eventually it will just pass away. It's, it's fine. You won't really think about it. But deep down subconsciously, if that happens with your family, that will always remain with you. And that's why they'll always come back to mind. You'll always go, you're like, man, like what's going on with them? You know, you know you'll reach out to them here and there. There's always that thing there. You know, my, my dad, for example, a lot of his family is just gone. He's got a brother who went to America decades ago. He doesn't even know where he is. Wow. There's no way of contacting him. He's just gone. Yeah. And, you know, for my dad, whose who's family kind of all broke apart everywhere, that's why for him, family has been so important for us, and he's, he's tried really hard to keep the family together as much as he can because he knows what it's like to have a family mm. that is not at all together. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's super important. But, but anyway, I've, I've, I've spoken about it heaps. So have you had a chance to think on, think on yours? Yeah, I still, I still believe family isn't everything, but it is important. Mm. Um, similar kind of thing. Like I, I have uh, four siblings and there's only two that I really talk to. Mm. Um, one's disabled, so I don't talk to him because he doesn't really speak. But the older sibling, which is like 15 years older than me, we never had a connection growing up because by the time he was, uh, by the time I was like four, he was 18 years moving out of the house. And like, you know, by the time four is when you start to remember stuff. Mm. So I never had a connection. So even like to now, 
I talk to him like once a year. Yeah. Once or twice a year. And different generations. Yeah. I, I, it's not that I don't want to. It's just we don't have we have like we haven't ha- had that bonding connection. But with my um, brother and sister, like I've I talk to my sister once or twice a week. Talk to my brother pretty much every day. Mm. The ones that are closest, the ones four years old and ones ten years, and like I've spent more time with them growing up, and that connection. So they they mean more than the older brother. The older brother is still blood. But do you, do you, do you do you kind of like you said you wish it? Do you kind of feel I I. Like, I when there's a part of me that does. There's a part of yeah. me that's like, yeah, I want to have that connection. And I remember my birthday last year. Um, he actually rang me up for, for my birthday. So happy birthday. We do, that's, the, that's the conversation we have each year. So Christmas and, and birthdays. Mm-hmm. And we had like a 40-minute conversation. It was just great. Mm-hmm. He has two kids and like it was just a great conversation. And at the end of the call, he was like, oh, we should do this more often. I was like, yeah, we should. Yeah. and, and, and then, But then we have it. And <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, cause and that's not his fault. Not my fault. It's like there's 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 a missing touch there because we mm-hmm. haven't been as close. But there's also the the want of that connection. There's both for both of you. There's that that longing to have that connection, but the, just not knowing to start. Well, yeah, because the, the hard thing with that connection, um, which is also the point that I'm trying to move past at the moment, like I mentioned with my sisters, is when you don't have that connection, there's not that sort of natural flow there. You have to really like force it. Mm. You have to you have to make yourself take those steps. You know, someone has to do it and, and better off both people have to just take those steps. Mm. But, you know, deep down both groups, um, you know, there would be a blood. So you, you're going to be longing for it. You're going to feel that, that thing, you know, sort of deep down where you, you want that relationship because it's, 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 it, we're basically hardwired that way. Like mm. as, as people, as humans, you know, we, we recognize our kin and we have a psychological bond with them. And so we want to be connected to them. That's why the family units, um, you know, have always been so strong in history. Not not so much now, um, for different reasons. But that's a totally different podcast. Um, but you know, th- there's always that longing there. You know, and and I, and I imagine I, mean, I don't know. I don't know quite as much. Obviously, me and Ayrton have, have, have sorry, me and Ayrton have had plenty of you know family chats and stuff like that. What's 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 your position, sort of your view on on the whole uh, what we're talking about when it comes to your family? Yeah. Um I was definitely thinking about when you were sort of saying, because your answer is yes, right? Yeah, I think family, I mean, everything is too literal, but I think family is one of the most important things in life yeah. for happiness and well-being. Yeah, because that literally made me think of like people that come from terrible families. The, one of the main things they want is to create their own good mm. family. Mm. Mm. And I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, that's actually so true. It's like a deep thing that's within us. It's like one of the core things about being human, really. Mm. So I kind of almost want to change my answer to yes. Mm. I'm like in between okay. now thinking about it. Cause it's so true. Like when they, when people come from a terrible family, they're like, I can't wait to start my own family and mm. treat my kids the right way. Mm. And often those people sometimes, sometimes they do repair their relationship with their parents. Sometimes they don't, mm. but like, yeah, that just made me think and change my perspective there. And like, like how you said, you said you weren't as close to your, like to your brother and stuff, but you still have that wanting to connect. So like, if, if it's not really a huge part of your life, then why would you want to do that? Because mm, yeah. it is like, it's a natural human thing. People that people just want, like we're meant to be together as humans and just like that deep. I was, I was even thinking connection. about it yesterday. I was at the gym. I have my greatest thoughts at the gym and in the shower. <laughs> and the shower, yeah. Um, but I was thinking is like, you know, my parents are getting old and you know, they're sick. They're not going to live forever. And I was thinking, I was like, when am I going to get that call from my family, like when someone's passed away. 
you know, and I was just thinking like, it, I don't know, it just came to me yesterday. I was like, that's going to happen in the next 10 years, like it's or 20 years or however long, but it's going to happen one day. One of my family members is going to die. And I was like, what would I do? Uh, literally, I thought to myself, what would I do? And instant thing was like, I'd go to straight to where they are. Yeah, exactly. Like straight away, like I'd drop everything. Mm. Any one of the family members. Mm. And it was interesting. I was just thinking about this yesterday. Just while I was like, that's going to happen one day. I don't know when it's going to happen, <laughs> like, but it, it it's going to. Well, yeah, that, that, that's know? family because it's not even something that's socially encouraged. I mean, in, in, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of stuff with the family unit that's now kind of discouraged. Um, but, you know, deep down, it's just like, well, this was my family. Like, I, do, I don't do anything for my family. Mm. And, and, and as you were saying, it's an extremely good point that you brought up, Blake, um, that people who had not perhaps the best familial upbringings will often strive to create, you know, strong, successful family units of their own. Mm. And a, a lot of that, in my opinion, and, you know, it's just my opinion, I'm, I'm not a psychologist by, by any stretch. You're not a psychologist? No. Jeez. Sure. Uh, I love psychology. I thought, I thought we, I thought we, we found out you were a teacher last uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You last dropped truth bombs every time. I love psychology. I love studying studying it, but, uh, yeah, not, not, not an actual psychologist. But um, Just not the doctorate. Yeah, yeah, no qualifications. Just uh, a psychologist in my own bedroom. Okay. But uh, anyway, so to focus on where it was. It, it's it's one of those things where, like, like you said, if you if you don't have something, you'll try and create it, and a lot of that is, you know, they go, I wish I could fix my own relationship, you know, with my with my father, or with my mother, or with my with my siblings, mm. uh, but you know, they can't, they either can't, or you know, the other party won't allow that to happen, and so they go, oh well, I'll just have to create something of my own, because deep down, they just want the closest thing they can get to having that good relationship with their own family, and if that's impossible, then they will have to create their own. Yeah, so it's uh, mm. yeah. I, I I definitely I definitely agree. So his family, everything, you know, obviously not literally, but I, I think yes because it's just it's so important. Like you know, it's who you grow with as well. Like you're you're with these people, and to to go back to the point of you know, what if your parents die? It's from family, but not always necessarily blood. Primarily, but say say your parents died when you were. Uh, three and you know you say you make memories when you're four and by the time you're four you're with these two new adoptive parents well to to you to your psyche they are family they're basically blood in your mind because they're what brought you up they're what raised you they're what you you feel kinship towards and so you're going to have the same bonds it's exactly why older kids when they go into foster care usually have so many troubles because they don't have that that kinship that blood sense with these new parents, and so they're, they're longing for it because it's not there. They're longing for that family relationship, which is very hard to develop when you've already become, uh, you know, a teenager or whatnot, or even even a bit younger than that. And you go, well, well this 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 isn't my family, you know. And that's very harsh to say, but like in your in your subconscious, in your your natural psyche, like almost instinctively, you're looking. You go, well, that's not that's not my family. And I'm not saying um, anything bad about um, foster caring. Obviously, people who do it. Are, super awesome for for helping mm. people in need but that's that's why there's also a lot of struggles but obviously when you're younger it's easier to imprint that, so that sort of family position on you and that's, that's why it's super important so it's it's just it's such an impulsive part of us like the animal kingdom family mm. you know everything yeah. every living creature it's just so important In- interesting uh question to throw in there um and uh, this is this is to do with family but it's it's and i want to hear both of your opinion on this um should parents stay together just for the kids, even though they don't love each other? No, not at all. Um, Blake, I'll let you go first, but I think I agree with that as well. 
So oh, I, I agree with that. Well, yeah, like, so, so it's no. And the reason why is you, you might make the counter argument, well, if family is so important, then why wouldn't you want to keep it together? And it's like, well, yes, family is super important, but we all value the happiness of our family and that's because mm. they're so important. And so you, you will value the happiness and the fulfillment of your parents mm. because they pass that fulfillment down to you. Because uh, when my, when my family's doing well, I feel happy. I feel fulfilled on behalf of them. Mm. It makes me, makes me feel great. When they're struggling, you know, I feel, I feel sad for them. Obviously, it doesn't make me sad, like generally speaking, in my life, but I feel it more deeply. Like if you found out something terrible happened to a family member, even a distant family member, it, it often hits relatively hard because you're like, well, that's, that's my kin. That's, that's my blood over there, like suffering. And, um, but, but anyway, to, to focus on the main thing, uh, as the, the biggest thing, like so psychologists and you know, such and such go on, is that it's, it's very bad developmentally if you've got two very unhappy parents because that's going to breed a bad upbringing because mm. if it's a very unhappy household, yep. it's going to project downwards. So it comes back down to the bad household, such and such. And so that, that's why you'll often have people making the mistake if their parents broke up, they're like, oh, we have to stay together for the kids because my parents broke up. And it's like, whoa. It's an, it's an interesting bad. thing because the reason I wanted to bring it up is I... I've seen people who are in mm. relationships and stay in it. They don't love each other. They do it for the kids, but it's actually worse for the kids. Yeah. If they just set when they're separate ways. But there's this stigma of like if you divorce or you, you know, you're you fail as a family. Mm. Right. And then there's a stigma around it. That's why a lot of people. That's why I wanted to bring this question up because like there's a bad stigma of like, well, what if like you've married for ten years, you've had a couple of kids, but then you fall out of love with that person or something happens and you just can't work together, but you try and stay together and force it and what it does to the kids. Mm. Makes it unhappy just as you shared. Yeah. No, no, I d definitely agree with you that it's bad because you, you do, as we always discuss, when you're happy, when you're fulfilled, you do everything in your life mm. better. That includes being a parent. If you are sad, if you are angry, and, and you'll be angry if you feel trapped in a relationship you don't really want to be in, mm. you don't do things nearly as well and you project that anger into everything you do. Or if you're happy, if you're fulfilled, if you drop out of that relationship and hop into one where you truly do love the person you're with and then you know they do the same and both partners are, you know, both parents are happy with different partners, they'll be better parents, mm. at least in my opinion. You know, it's, it's much better than having a... You know, staying together for the child and then eventually having this big, bitter explosion of, of, of feeling because it's all just gonna, mm. it's, all, it's all just gonna be come down and be be terrible. Yeah, it's like it's the same thing. Like, oh, is is having a kid a good way to keep a relationship together? And as we, it definitely we is, know, yeah. definitely not. Have a kid. Just kidding. It's like, our oh, relationships on the rocks. What should we do? Introduce something far more complicated. A child. <laughs> so obviously, um, obviously, we will agree that uh, family is really important. Mm. Um, but I think more than half or a decent amount of people don't have the best relationship with their family or their parents or they're not as no. close as they want to be. I know I'm definitely not. So I also want to open up the new topic into being, to going into how do you go about repairing those, not even repairing, firstly, repairing relationships that may have been broken or disconnected or secondly, strengthening them like maybe you're not that close you but have well, no well, you have no resentment and nothing against them to simplify the question you know what are some things you can do to try and have a strong relationship with your family basically yeah yeah mm. so but from two, two different angles one of like you're just not that close to them nothing you have nothing against them and you want to get closer and then the other angle is like you've had a big fight and you haven't mm. talked to them for a while 
Well, I, I've talked a lot because I have a lot to say on this topic because it's very yeah, dear to me. So um, really. let's let's maybe have someone else talk. So I don't take. Oh, I like it because you've you've had some uh, experience. Right. With um, well. Yeah, yeah, especially recently. Um, so one of the big things that I had to do to to really fix my relationship with, with I'll just say my parents because that was a relationship that was that was really bad. Like me and my my dad, we were yelling, we were screaming at each other. My my mum, same with my mum, but especially me and my dad. Uh, we really fell out. We didn't talk for a couple months, like at all. Um, the one thing I found that was super, super important in in reestablishing that relationship, and and this is often good for most relationships, but definitely for family, is you have to let go of your pride. You you have to let go of that sense of ego, because ultimately. Um, and, and in the end, I did accept that I was wrong. You know, in my opinion, it was like seventy-five percent me, twenty-five percent him. It was most of me. Um, and and I couldn't do that until I let go of the ego and the pride. Like, oh, I'm not wrong. Sometimes you have to admit you're wrong, and sometimes you have to admit it doesn't matter if you're right. What's because what's more important to you, being right or having a good relationship with your family? And that's why one of the things that I've found is you're not going to agree on everything um, with your family. Like me and. Um, my sisters and even my parents, we all have personal beliefs that don't necessarily agree and some that, that clash. And so the way I look at it is it's like, well, should I um, proselytize my beliefs to my family and try and convert them? Or should I just accept that they believe something different, not engage in these arguments for the sake of my own pride and just 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 accept them as they are and just you know take value in the things that I do enjoy and that I do share with them? And then that, that's ultimately what you have to do. You you have to recognize that the relationship is more important than your own sort of personal status in the whole arrangement. Mm. Um, because pride, pride's a big thing. It's a big thing for a lot of people. And in families, it is often a big destructive thing because it's it's harder and harder, especially these days, for people to admit that they are wrong um, or for people to uh, refuse to claim the position of being right. I was going to say pride probably ends most businesses, ends most agreements, most friendships. That's really the only thing because I remember hearing this one quote um, and it was just saying, it only takes one person to end an argument, Mm. which is so true. Like if you're fighting with someone, all it takes is one person, even if they're 100% right, to just either, not even say they're wrong, but just putting their ego aside, keeping that in check and then actually doing things to repair that relationship. Because me me, me and my dad are both, both kind of prideful people, um, which we both worked on. I think he's he's really worked on it, and I have definitely worked on it because I've I've been very prideful, very very arrogant in the past. And the one thing that kind of made me think, like like, what am I doing? Is when when mum, I was chatting to my mum because I, I still spoke with my mum a bit, even though I wasn't speaking with my dad. And she said she said, Colby, you know your dad misses you. He wants to speak with you. You know you should give him a call. And I went, it's like, you know. Why am I not speaking to my dad? Like, is what happened really enough to to warrant destroying what is one of the most important relationships of my life? And I sort of thought about it and I was like, well, what was it all really about? It's just a stupid argument. And the more I thought about it, I was like, it's just a stupid argument where I'm wrong. <laughs> like, I'm not even right. Um, you know, and sure, there's some things I'm right about, in, in, in my opinion, some tiny things, but who cares? It's, it's, it's not important. What is important is is that relationship. And so I was like, yeah, this is so stupid. Like I haven't talked to my dad for, for like, what was it, like three months or something. I was like, this is just so dumb. Um, you know, what am I doing? And I just 
put aside that and I gave him a call and obviously, you know, it started a bit like perhaps a little little odd because you don't talk to someone for three months and you're like, oh, hey, you know, yeah, how you <laughs> you, know, oh, it's, you know, what have you been up to? Oh, How's you know, the weather? Just, just doing a bit of this. What's going on, bro? I'm working here now, you know, stuff like that. But, but now our relationship's amazing. It's the best it's ever been because not only is that pride sort of gone, um, but it's also become like a very adult relationship because one of the things that was harder for my dad to let go of um, was that, you know, I wasn't super young anymore. I wasn't a child. Like it was time for us to have an adult relationship, mm. um, which is a bit more a relationship of, of, of equals. That's mm. what you come to. It's no longer like, oh, hey, kid. It's, you know, it's like, you know, hey, son. But, you know, like it's equal. It's give and take. And um, I think it was one of the best decisions of my life to, to let go of that pride because I feel so much more fulfilled as a person mm. having an amazing relationship with my parents and getting that relationship then made me realize that I didn't have a good one with my sisters. Uh, I just don't really have one. And that I also too long for that relationship to be there. And so I would like, um, because because my, my sisters are a little distant from the family. So I went, well, look, I don't mind if I have to take it on me to try and facilitate this, but I would like the family bond to, to re-emerge, to be strong once more, because it used to be when we were much younger. Mm. So, you know, I want that and I long for that because, you know, deep down we all do and, and I'm no different from anybody else. Mm. But uh, to, to, to give the mic to someone else, um, what, do you, what do you think, uh, Ayrton? You've, 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 you've been observing, you've been listening. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Politely. It's because um, like uh, I don't have a great relationship with my father mm. um, and I had this thing come up in 2019 where I had this resentment against him mm. and I worked through it with a coach and ended up contacting him because I had this like thought in my mind, it's like if, if I never say, because he never said he loved me, Ever growing up, like yeah, the whole whole he- time. That's heavy. And so I had to resent it because like I went for a private school and he always resented me from not taking that on to go to university and follow mm. the, the system. I'm like, no, nah, screw it. I didn't, I didn't, you know, want to do that. And I didn't realize at the time his way of saying he loved me was by providing, mm. by, by doing those things, like sending me to a private education, you know, putting me through school and helping me through those things. I didn't realize that at the time. So afterwards, it's like, fuck him, you know. He, he's just telling me I have to go do this thing. I want to go do this. I had this resentment. Anyway, um, what came out, and this is like, it, I assume it comes up for a lot of other people because I had a conversation with people. It's like, you have this thing. It's like you want to have that connection with him, but you just have that pride, which we were just talking about, the ego. And it wasn't until I sent him a message where mm-hmm. I, had, I had this back in my mind. It's like, shit, if he died in the next three months, I'd have regret for the rest of my yeah, life that, you, I never, you, that I never initiated conversation with him to say I loved him. Yeah, you'd, appreciate feel, you'd, you'd feel awful. You'd so, yeah. I did. I said I sent him a text. The 2019, I sent him a text. Um, just one day, I said, "Hey, thank you so much. Love you. Appreciate everything you did." And he was at his favorite car racing. He replied, like he responded. He said, "Thanks, I appreciate that message." And again, last year I did it as well. It's like I'm still bonding. It's not like instantly we're like, Phew, we're best mates." Um, but we had a great conversation last Father's Day. Mm. You know, it was a half an hour conversation of him just talking <laughs> but it was talking about his thing because it was father's day yeah it was, it was about him and and it's and it's good and that way you know if if something terrible happened and it was the end of it you could be at peace knowing that you did everything that you could to try and facilitate that bond 100 100 and uh i feel like i'm in a lot better place with him now i haven't spoken in since christmas i'll take full credit i haven't called him mm-hmm. he hasn't called me but as you said before it's, it takes one person to to end an argument. There's no argument. Um, we had a great Christmas though. We had a great Christmas. I was present. Mm. And uh, I feel like, you know, I, 
I, if he did pass away, I don't have regret anymore because I did. I I said what I needed to say, and I I built that connection. Even if he didn't, he responded, but not in the the way that I would have loved him to. Mm. But it's still still repaired a bit. And it's even like even hearing from my brothers. I had a conversation with my brother because I chat to my brother every the one that's closest to me every every couple of days. Probably listen to this podcast, and <laughs> he even says like you know why don't you reach out and have that conversation with with your father? Like start that conversation. Like he's He's at his home, like longing for that connection, but like he, he's got not his old background is like his German background, like that stubborn, prideful father. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, and he's I know that he would long for a conversation, like and I could easily start a conversation with him about car racing, and he, he would talk for hours. It, it's always hard to be the person to take the first step, but the truth is, most of the time, the other person themselves is struggling with that. And if if you are mm. always willing to be the person to let go of your pride and take the first step in family and in, in anything, yep. you will have a, a richer, more fulfilled life with richer, more fulfilled relationships because you'll typically find that you know they'll they'll internally sigh of relief mm. because you know they, they were just struggling and they, they they couldn't take that first step themselves. But but if you do that, you know if you're the one to do that, like you were. Then you mm. will you will find that fulfillment, and you will find that, that things actually tend to work out quite well. Hundred percent. Here's a um a deep and real question. We get we're already deep. To, we're in deep. Yeah, we're going deeper. Um, so this is we'll all take turns answering this as well. We'll start yeah, with Colby. Sure. <laughs> is this it's my it's my so, uh, today, is it? Pod, podcast ends. Your phone rings. Both your parents are dead. <sighs> Do you have any regrets? I would say no. I um like obviously you miss them, but like no, I would say no. I like I have a thing for my, my aim, and I don't always do it perfectly. Um, but I try my best. Is I like uh, well, actually what I would say I succeed at is I I succeed at seeing my parents going down and staying with them once every three weeks, because uh, for me, uh, much like how I know we've only got like five thousand weeks left. If I said I only saw my parents, you know, two times a year, and I was going to live for a hundred years, I go man, I don't think I'm going to see my parents. You know, another 160 times before, you know. We're well, even I, touching on that, this because this is very relevant to the 5,000 week journey. Yeah, yeah. They don't have 5,000 weeks left. No. So actually, yeah, that's a good point. If I said because my parents are, um, I mean, they look very young for their age, but they're they're coming on uh, 60. So, so I I think they're going to live to 100 at least because they're just machines. <laughs> but let's say that, that that's where they, that's where they go and they live to um, 100, which is. Uh, it's about a thousand, a thousand, no, no, two thousand weeks, two thousand weeks. So if I saw them, you know, one uh, twice a year for the forty years that they had, I would only see them eighty more times. Like, think about that. Which is not much. Yeah, think about it. Where if I see all them, you know, once every three weeks, that's that's so much more. That's that's so many more mm. times and so much more effort I'm putting into seeing them. So anyway, to Make a long story short, because uh, it's yeah. actually funny. I had a conversation with my parents about what if they passed. It was it was about we had a, a chat about the will not so long ago, and I was like, oh, don't even talk about it. But um, yeah, I, I would not feel regret yeah. because I I believe I have done everything I can, and I continue to do everything I can to have a good relationship with my parents, which I think will only improve as time goes on. Yeah, and I think that's a really important topic because first time I ever heard of that was from a guy named Jesse Itzler, who was a big famous entrepreneur. Mm. And he basically said um, he used to only see his parents like once, twice a year. And he's, he's like 40, so his parents are quite old. Yeah. So he said, my parents only have 10 years left, which means I'm only going to see them. I, I don't have 10 years with them, which sounds like a lot. I'm only going to see them 20 more times because you only see them twice a year. When you think about it like that, 
when especially when you get older, that's when it's like, man, I want to go see him every day now. Yeah, it's heavy. It really changes the day. It's so heavy because because it, it sounds like oh like twenty years, but if you say if you only saw your parents once every Christmas and they're you know eighty, it's like okay, you're gonna you're, you're gonna times. see your parents ten more times. You're gonna spend maybe fifty more hours mm. with your parents for the rest of their life. Yeah, maybe you should see them more because you'll miss them when they're gone, and you'll miss the experiences that you could have had. But uh, anyway, Ayrton. I uh, I personally would not have any regrets. Only only one that would come up is the first one that came up was I haven't rang my mom this week, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I put that on my schedule this week to do, to give her a call. Um, but now as I said, like I, honestly, I feel I feel like with the connection with my father, I I healed the part that I needed to. Mm-hmm. I did. I got out of my way, and I said to him, I, I loved him. I, I thanked him for everything that he did. Done that a couple of times. The last couple of times I've spoken to him. Um, and just need to call my mom. That's it. And, but I, I wouldn't. I, w- I would peacefully be like, you know what? They've had a, a great life, and and I've had a great connection with them. And it's not as close as everyone else has had it with their family. And it's not like it's a competition. But for me, I've had a great connection with them growing up. And I, I honestly believe, for me, I wouldn't have any regrets. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of, um, because we, we we talked about taking the first step and establishing, um, like these 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 connections. The, the thing is as well, um, which we, we sort of touched on, uh, is that once you establish them, things become much, much easier. Like obviously when I wasn't talking to my dad at all, it was very awkward and you have to really take the step. But now with both of my parents, I call both of them at least once a week. And if I don't call them, uh, they will always call me. And they'll, they'll usually call me anyway. But they'll always call me. they go, oh, Colby hasn't called us this week. He's probably pretty busy, so I should give him a call. And then mm. we'll chat for like 40 minutes mm. at least. Uh, and like like forty minutes, dad, forty minutes, mom, and we'll, we'll have a chat. We'll talk about things. Dad actually helped me sell the car because he's he's awesome at, at basically selling or buying anything. Yeah. Um, he's the reason I got it for a steal, and he's the reason I sold it for much more than I should have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's once you build that connection, it will be it will go both ways, mm. and, and and that that's when you'll feel really fulfilled. And there's an interesting spiritual element I want to talk about as well. Um, just to share, just the last six months for me. Six months ago, I was I was working really hard in my business and career, and I never called any of my family members. I I would ignore my sister's calls because she just was annoying to me back then. I'd always <laughs> like nah. I chat to like my brother once every couple of months, mm. and I didn't realize at the time. Now I do that I was missing those parts in my life, just those connections with my family. Added them back in. And now I'm more fulfilled and happy because I have a conversation with my brother. I even, I even said, I, said I, I wrote a handwritten letter to my brother to thank him for helping me through a tough time that I was going through. And he cried. And he, he's like, that was like a best Christmas present I've ever received. He received that. That's awesome. And just the, the spiritual, like when you start to add family, this is why it's like this topic's really important. Not everything, but it's important to, to have those parts because when you add them into your your daily life, having that conversation because you don't know they might die next week. Mm. And like, that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm peaceful with my parents because like I've had those conversations. I'm also going to call my mom and I'm actually going to call her after this now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's that example of like when if you're lacking something in your life, have a look at the, your circle. Are you, are, you, are you honestly having a conversation with your family? Like a deep conversation. Not just like, hey, how's your day been? It's like, are you asking them how their week is? Yeah, no, no, no. and it might not like directly. You might not directly see the benefit of it, but that connection is realistically what you're longing for. As we shared today, mm, yeah, if you have that, definitely more that, of it, 
it'll start to heal more wounds and unlock some more things for you. And I, think I know it's for me, that's what's happened. Yeah, and I think Blake's question is a good question for everyone to actually look inside and ask themselves and go, you know, if if my parents or my sister or my brother or some family member died tomorrow, would I have no regrets? Would I feel as if I had done everything I could, truthfully, and without you know trying to deceive myself into thinking mm. otherwise, would I truly believe I had done everything I could to facilitate a, a good, fulfilling relationship? And if the answer is not yes, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Take the step. It's, it's like every, all well, things. Let's analyze this. I think the main reason I asked it, mm. and I'm kind of, it's made me a bit sad now because you both said uh, you wouldn't have regrets. I'd have massive regrets. Well, tell us about that. Because I don't, um, I always struggle telling people how I feel mm. or like just saying anything. Mm. I'm sure you've experienced that. I know. Yeah. How I am. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'm very open. That's why me and Colby was like, that we're open. This is why. Like I really, like, I remember you yelled at me one time to open up. Because I, like, bro, fucking share your emotions. Yeah. I, 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 I actually yeah. got yelled at for something. I haven't even, yeah, yeah. That's like something I've never really told anyone. Um, yeah, with my parents, I just don't really have that. I have like a friend relationship with my parents. I don't really have that. Do you want a deeper connection? That, he, that you love each other. I didn't, um, yeah, of course. Like everyone wants a deeper connection. That's sort of why I asked the question. Because like even my brother and sister, like I barely talk to them. I only talk to them when like. Tell them you love them. I always find that, I find that so hard though. I don't know. I, it's, I know it's, it shouldn't be. But it's, so, it's so weird that. No, it, it should be. It is. It, it is hard. It, um, we're not saying it's easy. Because like we never, we're just not really a family that says that. But know, you we can just be. always. Um, I know. That's what mm. I'm. Uh, yeah, mm. I, know, I definitely know I can be. But like, like I only talk to my brother and sister. Like if we like have a family dinner, which we didn't even organize. Yeah. I get um, brought to. And it's different because I think I still live at home. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I would have huge regrets if they, if they died. You tend to, mm. like you tend right to now, find. Because there's so much unsaid. You tend to find when you um, when you leave home, you you tend to long and tend to be willing to take the steps to make those relationships stronger even more because now they're not in front of you all the time, and mm. so you actually begin to feel genuinely distant from them. Yeah, not just uh, like you're physically distant now, not just emotionally, and so it all kind of compounds. Mm. But uh, it it is hard. It is a hard step, and and I get you because in in a lot of ways, uh, I I used to be the same. I used to be very closed off before, perhaps a little more like Ayrton. I. It was just open. I can just put everything out there now, um, but it, it is hard. But you know that that is the thing, and the, the first step is always to say, you know, like I love you. Like, like my mum and my dad always. We always say we love each other. You know, every time we talk, it's like, oh, see, I have you know, love you, man. Have an awesome day. And then that, that's 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 always there. That love is always mm. there. Like I, I'm still very, you know, very very affectionate with my parents. You know, hugs and you know, kisses and everything like that. And because it, it's just it's family. It's very, it's very strong very good uh, you know a lot of affection and that that's awesome like you know me and my dad i go see my dad it's been a tough week we'll come up and we'll just uh, give each other a big big hug and it just feels awesome it's like ah, oh, you know like i'm home this is this is good this feels i good. remember the last time i hugged my dad yeah like it's and one time when he went like away for Blake's a week we shook hands Blake's <laughs> taking a lot away from today yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's honestly it's i think so i think this is uh we're, we're quite deep and friendly listening like this is um it, it brings up some stuff to make you really think yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going this deep today. But, uh, this is why I sort of sat quiet. A this little is bit. this is this is the that's, that's cool, man. Reach. You you don't uh, don't feel like it's a and this is it's uncomfortable as well. Yeah, don't don't feel yeah. like and I don't feel like you have to 
be completely open right now. Mm. And this yeah. is for anyone. Like it's, we're all on different journeys. Like for me, I'm I'm very open, as you would know. I, I fucking share everything. <laughs> Sometimes too much. <laughs> too, oh, <yeah>. much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Which can be too much for other people as well, right? Yeah. Um, and there's there's that's where like it can be scary for some people to open up to their parents or open up to their family and say they love them or have that connection because they're scared of rejection. Like, what if I say, I love you, dad. And he, does, he says, no, I don't, I don't love you. You know, that, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But I, but that, that's the but fear. That, oh, that, 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 that came up for me, but, mm. it, but I had to let go of that fear for, for me. I had to, because I did it for me. And then I was like, I was okay if he didn't say anything back mm. because I did it for, for me first to heal that connection. Yeah. That and makes I, sense. And I remember, um, like this was like a while ago you used to always you like before you even met colby you used to still always share because you're always such an open person and it would always trigger me to a point because i'm one who never shares mm. and then when you sort of which is something i'm trying to work through when you when i don't really share anything and then now i'm having to listen to everything you're sharing it's kind of like well why is this guy allowed to share and get everything of his chest and i'm and i don't mm. which is like a limiting mm. belief that i used to hell Still hold it a little bit, but not as much as before. You're working on it. That's what so I think that's what um, we never argued over it, but I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, that, I know yeah. that came up a lot, yeah. But I remember that came up because you always share and I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was, and that's only because like I never share. So it's like, it was almost like resentment of like, how are you so open to sharing when I'm not? Mm. <laughs> or, like, or like, I just can't, I just don't have the skill to do that. Or mm. like, I don't have that thing. Because put, like putting this ego aside and stuff, like what you said to heal your relationship, that is a skill. For sure. It is. It's not just like you just do it. Like it's, it's like a thing that you have to learn and train and it's like a, it's a way to go about it's un- it. It's uncomfortable. It's a fear to be conquered. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what it is. It is, it, you know, it, just like you might be afraid of heights or water or, you know, fire because you're a perfectly rational person at fire is scary. Mm. Um, you know, it's a fear to get over the fear of being up and the fear yeah. of rejection. The fear of rejection is, is so potent. You know, I, I used to struggle massively with the fear of rejection but mm. you know, then eventually you come to embrace rejection. Yeah, you're the opposite. <laughs> you know, now it's now I love. I actually love being rejected. It's not because I like. I go, I go like, man, I'm gonna go and get rejected tonight. It's gonna be awesome. It's because I will never ever go and wonder what could have been mm. because I got that rejection. That was my answer, and so I will have an answer. You know, and then and that's that's the um that's the big thing. But yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Uh, openness can be a hard thing. Uh, when I started, I went from being very closed off to being probably way too open. And so for a very brief period, like when I was on the Bibbulin Trail with my, uh, my roommate Jack, we met this lady and I just started like laying down my life story on her. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, she's very nice. We're having a chat. And Jack was like, uh, Colby, there is such a thing as too open because I was kind of like trying to deliberately be open. I was just like just dumping my life story on this woman. This poor girl. No, she, we're having a good chat. Like she was yeah, a bit yeah. older. She was like 50. Um, and she was there with her daughter, which was super cool. It was so cool seeing like a 14-year-old a girl, um, or 14-year-old anyone, uh, on school holidays going hiking for like a week with their mom. Yeah, it was awesome. I was, I, 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 me and Jack were like, that's so cool. You're so cool. You're like the coolest 14-year-old ever. Um, and, and like that was, that, was, that was really, really wicked. But yeah, being, yeah. being open to skill. But what's something, um, we've got to wrap up the podcast in a sec. Yeah. What's something people can take away or try to implement? I think put aside, you know, be be willing to take the first step to to put aside that yeah. pride and and think about that question that you asked, which is an awesome question. Is if 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 your family, let's say parents, because it's a very common one, if your parents uh, or your siblings, but if your parents died tomorrow, 
would you have regret? And mm. if, if you feel like you would, honestly, then put aside your pride and take that first yep. step. And change and it. And it's, it's linked to the, the name of the podcast. So, you know, there's only 5,000 weeks, like the journey, right? But mm. realistically, there isn't that left yeah. for your, your family. That's your when parents. you're born, yeah. Yeah. The age you're now, if you're 30, 40, so like, halfway. You don't know when someone's going to pass. Mm. And it's like, if you hold on to that, you'll you'll live life with regret and you don't want that. Don't look at it like you have time. Don't look at it like, oh, I can like do it. I can do it in a year from now. Like, get if you're listening to the podcast now and then you've had this spark of like, give your parents, like, I'm going to give my mom a call after this. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to take my own advice. I'm going to give my mom, I haven't chatted to her in a week and a half. You know? yeah. I already chatted to my parents today, actually. Yeah. This morning. It felt good. I so, enjoyed it. Anyway, oh, yeah. Like, advice is like, if, if you've had it on your mind, step, like, step, out of the way of your ego and just let that go and just put on just put on, put on the put on the ground for a second just and just just have that conversation who it might be someone that you need to have like you're thinking about it if you're listening to this or watching this you know that there's someone that you want to have that connection with give them a call yeah awesome yeah that's it i think that's a huge key takeaway we can get uh from the podcast it's definitely made me think about it um, so 100% that's so it. I can see it's it right exactly. now in your eyes. I can hear it in your voice. Yes. Yeah. I, I can see the, can see the, the cogs. We've gone, the we've, cogs we've gone well deep, but yeah. um, that's good, man. No, it's very interesting. So um, yeah, for you guys at home as well, uh, that's definitely a very important question. Uh, like what happened? What would, would you have regrets if your parents would die? Um, yeah. So let us know in the comments of what you guys thought of the episode and you're a bit frazzled, Almost, aren't you? Yeah, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <You're a bit laughs> Someone else want to take it? Take I can it, take I over the outro. Yeah, you uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. If you're watching on YouTube or listening to it, uh, this one was quite deep. We didn't, we didn't expect it to go this deep. Yeah, but, I was meant to do the conclusion, but, but I couldn't. But I think it's a powerful conversation that needs to be had, and that's what this podcast is all about, is having these conversations that make you think of the what if, because we don't have 5,000 weeks left. We have less than that. And how do you want to spend those 5,000 weeks? Do you want to spend it with regret or do you want to unlock some things in your life? So like in this podcast, we want to open people to those channels of you know, healing wounds or opening up ideas, maybe starting that business or whatever it is. That's what this whole podcast is all about is helping people unlock the true potential. And hopefully this talking about you know, your family and having that, co- that connection and how important it is. It's not everything, but it's important. That's my opinion, but... It is important. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you comment down below. Click that like button. Subscribe. If you're listening to this on whatever platform we put this on, Blake, uh, make sure you follow along. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode.